This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, my name is Allison Noons, and in addition to my day job at LinkedIn, I am part of our ambassador program that helps our members and customers showcase their skills, experience, and accomplishments by building a great profile and leveraging the power of LinkedIn. Oh, that is so great. Uh, I am, I'm excited for this conversation. Allison, this is... Um, I feel like LinkedIn is really the premier platform for attorneys and law firms and the legal industry. So this is going to be full of so many great, I know you just provide so much value and tips and suggestions. Uh, So uh, it's going to be a great one for people to kind of, uh, if you're driving, make sure you take a note or sit down with a notepad and take extra notes on this one or come back to it in some way, because LinkedIn has got so many opportunities there that I feel like people are really missing. So the big question that we're going to try to answer that we're, we are going to answer today is how do lawyers leverage the power of LinkedIn? And I know you talk about this a lot. There's so many little tips and everything. So what's the first tip that you have for people to really get into LinkedIn and sort of figure out, first of all, what, where the power is and, and how they can kind of angle that towards towards themselves. <laughs> yeah. I would say the first step in leveraging LinkedIn for anyone is uh, building your personal brand, is having um, a great profile. And that's where you really need to start. You yeah. know, uh, back to back to LinkedIn's vision, we were talking about opportunity and our vision and what drives us every day is to create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. And opportunity means different things to different people. So you have to decide what it means for you because what what you're trying to get out of LinkedIn may be something different than somebody else. So you could be, you know, uh, I want to get more customers, build my client base, things like that. You could want to build your personal brand or professional voice. Maybe you are looking for that next job, uh, advancement, career pivot. Maybe you're starting a new business, a new firm, something um, side hustle even that you're trying to build a community. So um, whatever you're in it for, we say at LinkedIn, we're in it together. And uh, LinkedIn is really just that large community to help get you where you want to go. Yeah, that makes so much sense because I've even talked to law students. Uh, We had a couple ladies who have a a ladies who do law school podcast. And I'm imagining them getting ready to graduate. And they're in a totally different position and need than someone like me who I'm not looking for a position Uh, and so like you described, I'm looking for clients, I'm looking for interaction, I'm looking for it to be more like a social network versus that real kind of driven looking for the connection to get me my next position kind of place to be. Yeah. I mean, different stages of your career as a student, you're looking for, for jobs. You may handle things differently. Um, as someone building your business or an experienced professional, your, your activity and your engagement with your network is going to be different on LinkedIn. And you really should be evolving as we go just to give some people, um, some metrics just about our ecosystem. So people know really what, uh, the power and the data behind LinkedIn. Uh, today we are 800 million members strong and growing, uh, and over 200 
countries and territories, 75% of our current membership and 85% of new members are outside of the United States. So such 75%? A global, of 75% of our current membership and 85% of new members outside of the United States. Wow. So I was going to guess the reverse. That was my next question is, you know, is it heavily based in the U.S.? But it sounds like the majority of, of LinkedIn members are are not U.S. based. No. And uh, we're LinkedIn's available 26 languages, and we are growing at a rate of four members per second. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so this is how, you know, LinkedIn's here to stay and um, really want everyone to be comfortable and kind of, I, I find that people, um, I try to demystify LinkedIn. You yeah. know, people are a little scared of it or they don't know how to engage. And I, I just say really what's comfortable for you, but your profile is really where you need to start. And it's um, it's a digital portfolio that represents you and tells your professional story. Uh, it's the first impression you're making when someone goes to your profile. If I've applied for a job, if I'm having a meeting with someone, if someone's looking me up because they saw me connected to someone else in their network. So you really want to make your profile something that you're proud of, you know, and really uh, we talk a lot about authenticity on LinkedIn. I think uh, people in maybe the legal uh, attorney space feel very formal and structured, but you know, we really want you to show a little personality. And I think that may uh, help people, um, it will humanize you a little bit. Yeah. So how do you do that? I, what, what's your recommendation for how you make it look more authentic versus some of the, maybe some of the bad examples that you can think of, or maybe some of the examples that didn't, weren't doing it quite as well, I guess is a nicer way of putting it. <laughs> Starting with your profile. So your photo, we want you to have one. We want you to have one current. Uh, we want you to have one that's, you know, it doesn't have to be a super professional headshot, but it needs to be something that's current for you today, how you want to show up to your community. And I say people, just you, not you and your family, yes. not you and your partner, not you holding a big fish, right. you know. You at a wedding where you've cut out like your buddy and the, over on the side and you're not wearing like really professional clothes. You can tell you're like at a wedding. I've yeah. had so many people, can you just cut this? head out of this picture. <laughs> we, we do have some crop features and a few <laughs> lighting filters that you can use, but really your photo should be up close. I've, I've been even seeing people in sunglasses and masks on their profile. Oh my don't gosh. Do you know, don't do that. <laughs> That's not going to um, help yeah, people get to know so, you. <laughs> I know. It's again, this is your profile is your first impression. And the next uh, part of your profile is your summary. And this is your about section. I think this is the most important part of your profile. If someone goes to your profile for 10 seconds, this is this is where their eyes are going to go. This is your elevator pitch. So is this what comes up right under your name? It's, it's your free form area. It's a section below. Okay. Um, it's a section below. What you're talking about is a headline, and we'll talk about that in a minute because that's a really great area to customize your brand and really control that brand narrative. And the summary is, is again, your about section. Okay. Again, if you're in the uh, job searching stage, if you're in, uh, you know, uh, owning your own business or doing something or a, a seller trying to get certain, you know, uh, market or something like like that. This is where you really want to kind of describe what you're about in your summary section. So does that kind of describe also what your kind of what your angle is? Like if you're looking yeah. for a job, if you're looking for clients or you're just looking yes. whatever. Okay. Or, or your expertise. Uh, and this is also an area that we say show a little personality. This is where you can um, show some personal hobbies or some things, books, things that you like that are outside of your professional mode. You know, if people, you know, we, we want people to be humorous 
humorous and funny. Sure. Uh, have it's, a personality. You don't have to be so. You don't have to be so formal on LinkedIn, you know. Yeah. And um, you know what you were talking about is your headline. So we love people. I think it's one of the actually the most underutilized features on your profile. So when you go to your profile, you'll see your your picture, your smiling face, your name, and then right below is your headline. And if you don't edit this, it will default to whatever your first job title is in your oh. current experience section. So this is just a way that, you know, you want to edit, we say, get a unique headline. So, um, you know, it could be someone say, you know, and people mix it, um, people handle it all different ways. It could be completely personal and funny. It could be a mix of business and, you know, s- showing something about their personality. Say someone says, um, social advocate, um, dog mom and brownie maker, or, you know, something like that, where yeah. you can really just talk about uh, maybe something in your professional world, but mix in a little humor and something personal and people will go, oh, she's approachable or, you know, something uh, where they get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. And there's something to talk about there too, then, you know, if, if you are also a fellow dog mom, now you have a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One thing while we're kind of talking about that, the photo and in, in the top of your um, profile, we actually launched something recently called Cover Story, um, where it's a video that you can record a 30 second video that kind of is an, a layer over your picture. Oh. And um, not many people are doing this, but if I if I was job searching today, or if I had a company, or if I really wanted to get my brand out there and cre- get more uh, followers and people added to my network, and I really had some specific goals, I would um, record a video. So it's a 30 second video that you really just brings your profile to life with your voice and your personality and what you're all about or what your mission is. So it's called Cover Story. And you can add a quick video. You just will see on somebody's profile, you can roll your cursor over their photo and it oh, will start cool. to animate. That's such and, a great uh, tip. So it's just another layer to, again, humanize yourself a little bit, add some personality and really make your profile robust. Yeah, it's just more interesting too. And then like you just look fancy if you if you know the kind of latest I and mean, greatest you things. you know all the cool things <laughs> yeah, about LinkedIn. Right. Not everyone's doing it. Exactly. So. And, and the experience section is something I find most frustrating. People will have your job title and the company, but there's no detail under any anything that you've done. I've it's, seen it's that not a lot enough. lately. It like, is not enough yeah. by just your title and the company. Nobody knows. And you're doing yourself a disservice by not listing your skills, your accomplishments, any of your responsibilities, where you made an impact. So make sure you go back, look at your experience, uh, put a little, we say write it in short paragraph form. Yeah. Um, as it's just easier to read. Um, but longer is not better. Be succinct and just focus on those really important things and skills and experience of your job. So go back to your experience section because when you people do searches on things, this is a big area where they search. Um, it's going to also look at your skills. Uh, you can list up to 50 different skills in your skill oh, section. Oh, nice. So those skills are almost like tags. Is that right? Where yeah, they're well, sort of yes. search terms? They're, they are searchable. And okay. I tell people, don't don't waste a skill on something that's too similar, you know? Right. Um, so as an event planner, I would be event manager and event planner. Don't I wouldn't waste two different things on something so similar. Like think about all your soft skills, all the skills that are specific for your role. And you don't have to fill it with 50, but you have the option to if you'd like, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. And it's just an area. This is also where you can ask for endorsements. Um, you know, if someone visits 
visit your profile. LinkedIn does a really good job of prompting that person to say, hey, would you endorse Karin for marketing yeah. or something like that? Exactly. And so it's they want you to engage on other people's profiles. And uh, this is also where the recommendation section, you know, having recommendations, referrals, client testimonials. Um, it's just a great way to grow your business and your brand. And it's, it's okay to ask for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People have such a hard You're, time with that. Like, oh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But it's like, get over I it. Know. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really easy way to, uh, from your uh, profile in your recommendation section, LinkedIn walks you through. You can send a quick link. And I would say to somebody, hey, I'm building out this area of my profile. I'd love if you considered adding a recommendation from when we worked together or when I supported you on this project or case or whatever it may be. And, you know, you put it in their court and it doesn't take a lot, couple sentences. And also if you're asked to give someone a recommendation or not even asked, if there's someone you've worked with, you know, these things go a long way and people really appreciate that today. So yeah, that's such a nice idea too, to just kind of take the initiative to offer recommendations for other people without being prompted. Like that's such a really yes. nice gift that you're yes. offering people. Yes. That is it's such so a good, true. that's a good point. And then yeah. I'm assuming if you go out and do that, there's a higher likelihood that they'll do that in return for you as well. Oh, I, I just believe in karma in that, yes. <laughs> that way as well. Totally. Paying it forward yes. and kind of bringing that to you. One other feature I wanted to mention that we were taught when we were talking about the your headline and your profile up at the top, we have something uh, that you can record the pronunciation of oh, your name, yes. your name recording. We were talking about this because both of us, your last name, I'm sure gets butchered all yes. the time and my first Completely. name all the time. I'm, I get Karen. Yes. And yes. this is such an important topic for me because we were saying, I have known people who have mispronounced my name for years and years, yeah. and I really think you're just not paying attention. And it yeah. kind of go, especially in a professional uh, arena, if you are mispronouncing someone's name who you are hoping to work with or get a job from, you have to notice these details. And especially yes. if they are telling you how to pronounce their name yes. and then you yes. mispronounce it on top of that, it's it, it does not look good for you. <laughs> so. It's true. And don't assume you you know how to pronounce somebody's name just because in your head, this is what it should sound exactly. like. So, so as a user, uh, you can record your name pronunciation through the LinkedIn mobile app. It's like a push-pull kind of stop-start, and it will go to your uh, profile. You'll see a little megaphone by somebody's name, and that means they have recorded their name. So I recommend to people as a best practice, if you've got a job interview, someone you're meeting with, potential client, even a colleague, hey, go look at their profile to see if they've used this feature. And you just click on it, and you hear the recording, and most of the time you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was the, the correct <laughs> I thought way it was to, Karen. to say this person's <laughs> yeah, name. Right. So it's a great tip for a user and then someone that, you know, for yourself. And then also if you're meeting with new people or something, take a look at their profile and see if they have that recording. Yeah. And, and record it for yourself. And, and unless your name is John Smith uh, and you pronounce it that way, um, it's, it's just a nice feature to have so that people know, feel comfortable using your name and not worrying that they're butchering it as well. Exactly. It's just another level of inclusivity that we talk about also on LinkedIn. And it's so important to make people feel 
seen and heard and included. And, uh, you know, lots of people have lots of unique pronunciations and unique names, and it's just a wonderful thing to be able to do. I love that. I love that feature. It also kind of tells me when I'm talking to someone, if I've known them for a while, and they're, they're continuing to mispronounce, not only are they not paying attention, but then I wonder how detail oriented they are just in general. And then also, I feel like uh, it gives it tells me something about my relationship with that person. So clearly they're not caring enough to notice that my name is not pronounced that way. And so there's kind of a line there that um, if you continue to mispronounce my name after a certain amount of time, I realize that we're we're never going to get past a certain level of <laughs> relationship because yes. you know we've got this distance that that you're not even you know paying attention to that kind of a detail. So it seems like a minor thing, but it really isn't. It is so true. Um, yeah, I would say just just closing out on your profile, make sure it's dynamic. Keep it up to date with any new awards, new skills, anything, uh, new job experiences, anything that you want to kind of keep um, adding to your profile. It should be dynamic. You should go back, take a look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. And sometimes I go, God, this sounds so weird. Why did I write it this way? Right. And then one day I just change it or I, you know, care about something more that I, you know, change around on my, my about section or, you know, just something uh, new that I want to put out there to my community and my network. So I would just say to people, go back to your profile, uh, make sure it's complete, make it something you're proud of. And, you know, then you can just kind of be in maintenance mode with it. Yeah. And so we also talked about kind of overall strategy. So the profile stuff, it's such awesome and important, you know, just to kind of get all those uh, kind of nuts and bolts. But in terms of the overall approach with like a strategy, a content strategy, but then also, so let's talk about that first, because then there's another yeah. topic that we had talked about, uh, kind of talking about the sort of everything that's currently going on in the world in terms of LinkedIn. But first, what is your recommendation for how to really, if we're, if we've got content and we've got information to put out on our profile, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I would say there's a couple of tips you can do to become that thought leader uh, where you're sharing quality content, building trust, credibility, engaging in the network, um, publishing an article or a newsletter. This is where, you know, you're you're the author of this content that you're putting out there. Uh, easy to do through um the platform. You want to be consistent in the topics that you write about. Yeah. Uh, and you want to have, you know, uh the right cadence of how you share it. Um, you know, again, we talked about being authentic, being vulnerable. We are seeing a lot of vulnerability on the platform lately. Uh, you know, and it's, it's what people are responding to. And maybe it's just the, the time that we're living in. And sometimes you do have to get personal to kind of share your why and your point of view. Sure. Um, but, you know, I also say to people, hey, if you're one of those people that you don't want to cross that personal professional line on LinkedIn, that's totally fine. Some yeah. people, I think, are just getting more comfortable with it, how our work and personal lives over overlap so much. Yeah, I think there's certain practice areas where I could see that, where you're, you know, criminal defense attorneys, things like that, where you want to make sure that, you know, there may be an element of safety involved, things like that, where yeah. you want to make sure that, um, you know, you're keeping certain things private. And so I could understand that. Um, but what's the difference between putting in the content in a post and then in an article like you were describing? 
Yeah. So there's there's kind of two buckets that posts or articles fall in the way you um, engage on LinkedIn. Like a regular post is you're sharing a picture, you're creating a poll, you're resharing an article from maybe another Forbes.com or something else you're bringing to the platform. Maybe you're resharing content that your company put out there or someone else in your network shared and you are resharing it in your feed. That That is what we consider a post. Okay. If you're publishing an article, it is you know, a little bit longer form that you are digging into a specific topic authored by you. Okay. Uh, and you can choose uh, as an article form or you can make it uh, a newsletter or a blog post and it kind of um, formats that way. We want to, you know, always add uh, imagery to it. LinkedIn helps you add that. And then also it will show, um, and we say about 1,500 words. Oh, is that's a sweet long. spot. Yeah. For no, no more than 1,500, okay. we should say. And, you know, and um, when you're digging into an article, article where you're, you know, exploring a topic more, sure. you know, LinkedIn will say, this is a two minute read. This is a one minute oh, read to nice. let that user know, yeah. like, Hey, do I have this time? Or you can go to. back and yeah. go back and bookmark it. And, and what's great about when you're posting on LinkedIn, whether it's a regular post or an article, you can really dig into the metrics and see how is my content being viewed? Who's viewing it? Are they in my network? Um, you know, has it been uh, reshared. That's an always a really good metric to know. Wow, somebody thought this was good enough to reshare in their own network. And something's um, an example that I have in a presentation that I do that shows that what's so interesting about a metric is that most people this this person had posted this thing, and most of the views and reshares were from second connections. Oh, that's so interesting. That means, so yeah, it's really interesting. So say I posted something and you commented on it and you and I are first connections because we're connected on LinkedIn, but you, sh you, you commented on it. So your activities showed in your network and your feed and someone that's connected to you, but not to me, uh, is a second connection to me. And that's where some of the views are oh, just based on what it's, it's, it's a really interesting way of how things go viral. So when you ever publishing something or posting something, it'll say, do you want to just share with your network? I say share to everyone sure. so that you just don't know where you yeah. know, someone might find Maximize your content it. valuable. Yeah. Yeah. The, a couple other things. I wanted to say about, you know, when you're sharing content, it's one thing to do it in an article or a post, but we also have LinkedIn Live, which is sort of our broadcast platform. You do have to apply to get access, but it's, you've probably seen some, some live conversations or people maybe in your network are saying so-and-so's going, Karn's going live right now. You I know, have seen a couple on, of those. On LinkedIn, you know, and it could be that you're sharing some content or exploring a specific topic on your own, or maybe you're interviewing somebody or you and a colleague could be taking Q&A. This could be a really great angle for, you know, kind of offering legal advice or guidance in certain things. Again, you know, the the way to build uh, trust and uh, relationships is, is being credible and providing value to people, you know, and not trying to put a hard sale out there. People don't want to be sold to. They just want to go, oh, I really like this post and I'm going to follow this person. And they really know what they're talking about. They seem like the person I need to ask these questions to. Yeah. Yeah. I, one thing, I, as I was saying about following, we just uh, created uh, creator mode, which oh. is something you can, as a user, if you want to really build, um, 
your community, increase your brand awareness, you know, have a little more credibility with your profile. If you're talking about some specific topics, we um, say activate creator mode. And what that's going to do is it's going to prompt you to say, what are the topics that you uh, are focused on when you create content? It's going to change your connect button to follow so people can just oh, quickly follow that. you. Yes. Yeah. And then you could add hashtags of the things that you um, are focusing on because people follow hashtags. Yeah. Uh, if you're following influencers or, um, you know, you don't have to be connected to someone to um, see what their content is. You can always follow somebody. Like I used to not be connected to LinkedIn's previous CEO, but I would follow him so I could make sure I would see anything he posted in the feed and, you know, as a follower. Um you know, and this just, it, it creates, uh, your profile kind of becomes a storyboard where it just features your con content that you're sharing on the platform a little more prominently in your profile. So there's just a few, few elements that are different. That's really cool. Yeah. I think I've seen that and it makes more sense for someone like me who's not necessarily looking for a job but to look, make those kind of connections and put the content out there. Yes. Putting that content out there for sure. So in terms of creating and kind of that creator mode, that kind of is a nice segue into the other thing that we were talking about is the um, podcast network. So this yes. is another new thing that I, I saw just kind of really quickly, uh, I, it kind of caught my eye and then I didn't have a chance to dig into it. But so LinkedIn now has a podcast network. Yes, we just launched our LinkedIn podcast network. So we had a few independent podcasts from our news editors at LinkedIn. And now we have, um, so it's part of, they are also part of the LinkedIn podcast network, but we are featuring other influencers and subject matter experts. Any type of conversation on career or business, uh, keeping up with key professional trends, um, you know, Again, our editorial team, our founder, Reed Hoffman, has his own uh, podcast in the network. Uh, influencers, experts in a variety of seg segments of business, technology, diversity, inclusion, um, creativity. There's so many things, and we're just building it out. A whole bunch of different people. Okay. Not, you know, not from LinkedIn, but also some with our editorial team at LinkedIn. So it's a mix of things, anything in this space, and you can uh, find them wherever you're listening to podcasts. But we're yeah, saying I like, think I saw those. Yeah, yeah, follow, follow the, you know, listen to find your favorite podcast, um, connect with the author uh, or the host of the podcast or anybody that's creating that content and then uh, move the conversation over to LinkedIn. And you oh, can that's just a kind of great keep, idea. It's sort of a, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's the longevity of these podcasts and sort of the next the next steps to continue that conversation. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing that we were talking about that I just wanted to spend a, a minute on is what you were calling the great reshuffle. So um, in the news, they're calling it the great recession Resi or resignation. Re resignation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that kind of happened where people, you know, in the pandemic, first of all, people were losing jobs and then people were like, wait a second, I don't even actually know that I like the job that I'm working at or something. So, you know, we weren't seeing people just resign right. and not do anything else. So we've rebranded it the great reshuffle. And that's this is just what you I've know, seen too. Yeah. I have over the last two years, I've had more clients who all of a sudden, especially I would say in the 
the first half of the pandemic who realized that they've had this idea to start their own firm for years in the back of their mind. And this was their moment. And they had thought, you know, in, in their own mind that maybe this was a three to five year plan. And then instantly when when we were all having this moment of kind of rethinking about our, our whole lives, because we were all just sitting around <laughs> for some of us anyway. Um, yeah. They realized they needed to do it now. And they, so the, that three year to five year plan got shrunk into now. So I, yeah. I've seen this quite a bit. And I think that's so much more of an accurate representation just from my experience of what's, what I've seen happen too. Yeah, they're rethinking how, where, why they work. And to your point, do I want to work for somebody else? I've always wanted to start this business. Now's the time some people were maybe forced in that direction, sure. whether they weren't, weren't going to, you know, um, they didn't have a choice and their job was, you know, redundant or something. And this is their time or they're saying, hey, I, I, I discovered what's more important to me, spending more time with my family or, you know, uh, having more free time to do different things. So I'm going to totally restructure uh, how I think about work and what I want to do and what I'm, you know, passionate about. And uh, people are just moving in that direction. And we're seeing it so much that it's just people uh, creating different opportunities for themselves, completely pivoting careers. You sure. Know? So, and we're seeing too from hiring managers that they're more open than ever to take someone in. Maybe you were like, oh, I've only worked in tech or I've only worked in travel or I've only worked in this industry. I am not, you know, um, I'm not qualified to work anyone else. And we're like, hey, focus on these transferable skills. You, you know, that stuff doesn't go away. You're going to, every job, there's a learning curve yes. to a new company and hiring managers, uh, everyone's having such a difficult time finding great talent because there's so much opportunity all of a sudden and then people aren't you know uh in a hurry to do maybe what they've always done or they're you know as you mentioned starting your own business or something on the side and well and that's the thing I think in the kind of historically LinkedIn was thought of a lot just more kind of narrowly in terms of just looking for a job and yeah. when you are thinking if you are starting a new firm it needs to start at LinkedIn. And, you know, in my experience, that's where the launch starts. We are usually putting together marketing campaigns and a website and all of that stuff. But the announcement of all of those things happens on LinkedIn. And that's where it becomes official. And that is, you know, when the big message happens and they, they you know, make it official, it's on LinkedIn. So it's not just I'm looking for a new job. It's whatever this thing is that's happening in your career, whether you're starting a new firm or you're offering a new service or you're whatever this is, it, it's official when it's on LinkedIn. Yeah. And there's so many more ways to do it other than just writing something. And, you know, LinkedIn helps people promote when they're changing careers or jobs or things. And, you know, what's the best way to do that? Do you think it should be kind of yeah. a post or what's the best way I, to I kind think of it, make I, that? I think it should I think it should be multiple things. So okay. I think, you know, you also have to lean on your network and your network. We didn't really get too much into your network, but I always want people to think of your network as your inner circle. And, you know, um, qu quality versus quantity is really the right answer in your network because whatever you're putting out, your network is there to support you and also share and sort of sing your praises. So I, I there's things that you could do for posts. Again, you want to be um, providing value and not really selling to people. Uh, you could 
do a short video. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. You know, video is such a strong medium, and I and people uh, the the mistake they make there is just making it too long. Yes. Thirty seconds or less is all people really have the yes. uh, you know the appetite for. Yes. Uh, so it's just, but it also being consistent and providing some humor, personality, really. Um, you know, engaging with the community out there. We, we see so many people like all the interesting thing are in the comments now, you know, if you're gauge, engaging on people's posts or you're providing value also to the people, um, you know, that are also commenting on posts. So I think there's so many things to do with LinkedIn Live. You know, you could have some live broadcast. We're oh, also yeah, uh, awesome. launching a, a feature, an audio sort of our clubhouse version of audio events that's coming soon uh as well uh and again it's just it's really just kind of testing some things out too seeing what's working and don't get discouraged it's consistency uh as well and just kind of building trust and growing that community oh yeah those are all so interesting and as you're talking i'm just i'm imagining all of them combined with that cool little video cover story that you were talking about earlier, putting something in there and just trying to hit it from a lot of different angles to make sure that, um, first of all, it, it doesn't seem like if you're doing it in different ways, it would be obnoxious. It would just be like, you know, here I'm providing this information. And then to be, like you said, be informative and provide value and not be salesy. Um, yeah. And keep, great. keep it fresh and change it up. Yeah. You know, and, um, the one thing I wanted to say too, when you're about hashtags, just quickly as people, you know, even are hashtagging comments that they're putting in. Oh. So, you know, cause people are, you want to hashtag your posts or anything that, um, you're putting out there because people follow hashtags, yes. you know, and I, and it's one tip that people don't realize. So you could hashtag something. I just did a quick post today. So they say, you know, put the hashtags in that are going to provide the most leverage. So like I, I did a, a quick search on hashtag lawyer, hashtag attorney, if it was something like that. Hashtag attorney has 10,000 followers on the hashtag. Hashtag lawyer has 54,000 followers. Oh, that's interesting. So it's just a little bit, you really should dig in and do a little research on how you, your content and the hashtags that you are using and how many followers um, they have just so if you're- Where do you find to, that? The the kind of followers for the hashtags? Does it pop yeah. up as you're putting the hashtags in? Um, you, I would just search it in the search bar. So okay. you can search and filter people, hashtags, everything. So as you're typing it, you do have to type it as a hashtag. So that pound sign. And then if you clicked on one, it opens it up. It's like a box in your feed and it'll say hashtag lawyer, 10,000 followers, okay. hashtag this. So it's really, you just kind of search, click on it and see the hashtags that you're using. You might be using a lot of the same ones in your content that you're putting out there as you should probably be because your content should be pretty consistent of certain topics or areas that you're focusing on. So little tips like that That's really great. just kind of, you know, um, expand your reach a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it makes you know? a big difference. Just one other thing too, we yes. were talking about people job searching, the great reshuffle, things like that. We have lots of tips for job searchers. Um, tools, resources. Some people haven't interviewed in years. We have lists of commonly asked questions. You know, you can um, set um, alerts for jobs that you're looking for. Oh, you can cool. search only for remote jobs, things like that. People are, again, rethinking what uh, kind of work week they want to have. Maybe they just want to be remote. They don't want to commute back in the office. Or maybe they want to try for a four-day work week and flexible hours or something, uh, maybe with some personal commitments. So lots of things you can 
do there. That's LinkedIn awesome. also has uh, a learning platform, up-level skills. We say skills are the new currency. Uh, you really should always be uh, learning and being prepared for that next opportunity. Well, between that and the podcast network and yeah. then this audio network that, I mean, there's just so many cool things that I feel like um, it's really underrated. I feel like people don't necessarily know about all these awesome opportunities and to find it all within LinkedIn where, you know, when we first started talking, we were talking about how this is really the network for lawyers. So it kind of puts a nice box around it where these are the right connections. You've already got this professional presentation. And then on top of it, now here's a whole bunch of awesome resources. So that's so helpful. That's that's really that's really great. And if you follow, uh, LinkedIn does different blogs that they'll just put out there. And that's kind of where people will learn about new features. Oh, we cool. try to put things out there as best as possible. Um, and some people figure it out, but some people have no idea certain features exist. That would be so helpful totally. for them. So yeah, I think the podcast network is going to be a surprise to a lot of people because I just came across that the other day. Yeah. There's some great content and, and unique and different, not all the same. So yeah. Awesome. So Allison, as you know, our uh, audience is full of lawyers that don't have time for a book that's not worth their, that's not yeah. worth it. So what's your recommendation for a book that kind of goes along with all these topics we've been talking about that, that you really enjoyed? Yeah. One book I'm actually reading right now and um, that I listened to uh, the author on a podcast a, f- a few months ago. It's called Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. And it's oh, by Meredith, so Meredith Feynman. And she's an entrepreneur and media expert and really kind of talks about um, how to st- strategically self-promote and kind of get over your imposter syndrome. And, you know, we were talking about LinkedIn being a great place for the humble brag. Yes. Don't, don't be afraid to sing your own praises or share something great that, you know, you're working on or that you're proud of. And this again is, you know, it's to your community, to your network, and also to build followers and to really showcase uh, all of the good work that you're doing and your your accomplishments. And people so are expecting okay. to see that. I think on other platforms, they're going there for other reasons. They're looking for more entertainment or yeah. they're not really looking for you to talk about their your job and what's kind of happening uh, professionally. But that's what they expect to see on LinkedIn. So it doesn't come across as... Um, annoying or obnoxious or whatever that's it's expected and so uh, so you yeah you definitely need to be out there promoting yourself and, and that sounds like a great resource for that yeah and also when you see people in your community and your network with new jobs or things to be proud of make sure you engage on their yes. posts and congratulate them and uh, it's really what it's all about yeah all right so what's one big takeaway that you would like the audience to get from this episode I would say your profile, first and foremost, make sure it's complete, make sure it's something you're proud of and and keep an eye on it and update it and keep it dynamic. And then just, you know, dabble in posting and putting some content out there if that's something that you're not already doing or comfortable with. I think you'll be surprised and I I don't want you to overthink it. It doesn't have to be some big profound thing. It's just the life of somebody's feed unless they reshare it. So (laughs) so just kind of be consistent with, you know, your ideas and, and your expertise and just see uh, what resonates with people as you kind of dig into some of those metrics once you start uh, posting or publishing an article. 
Thank you so much. Allison Nunes, pronounced Nunes, as yes, you would get from her correctly. profile, is the Director <laughs> of Global Events and Event Marketing for LinkedIn. Thank you so much. This was so chock full of great tips and suggestions. And I know the audience is going to get some really good, meaningful, measurable, uh, kind of actionable things that they can do right, right away in their LinkedIn profile. So thanks again, Allison, for being here. I appreciate it so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Karin. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.